Hello family and welcome to the Fruitful Faith Podcast with me, Zab. A big shout out to everyone who has been an ardent listener and also those who are joining us for the very first time on this episode. Today we're going to have a look at the place of prayer in the Christian life. I'm sure most of us have undergone situations where prayer is the only option that you have at hand. Well, while some of us have also undergone situations where you feel like you really do not need to pray, or the place of prayer has no impact in your life because of what you have gone through in the past and has not worked through prayer, and you feel like God is nowhere, nowhere else to be seen. But friends, I hope that today we're going to learn how prayer is of much importance to our lives. Romans 8.15 tells us that the spiritual adoption that has made us sons of God causes us to cry out in verbal expressions, Abba, Father. And so, prayer is to the Christian what bread is to life. Prayer is the secret to holiness. We are invited, even commanded, to pray. Prayer is both a privilege and a duty, and any duty can become laborious. Prayer, like any means of growth for the Christian, requires work. Prayer is unnatural to us. Though we were created to fellowship and commune with God, the effects of the fall have left most of us lazy and indifferent towards something as important as prayer. We can take comfort from the fact that God knows our hearts and hears our unspoken petitions as well as the words that emanate from our lips. Whenever we are unable to express the deep feelings and emotions of our souls, or when we are completely unclear about what we ought to be praying, the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. Romans 8, 26-27 says, The Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the hearts knows what is in the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. When we don't know how to pray or what to pray for in a given situation, the Holy Spirit assists us. There is reason to believe from the text that if we pray incorrectly, the Holy Spirit corrects the errors in our prayers before he takes them before the Father. For in verse 27, it tells us that he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And so prayer is the secret to holiness. If holiness indeed has anything secretive about it. If we examine the lives of the great saints of the church, we find that they were great people of prayer. For example, John Wesley once remarked that he didn't think much of ministers who didn't spend at least four hours per day in prayer. Martin Luther said that he prayed regularly for an hour every day except when he experienced a particular busy day. But also prayer is central and crucial in the life of a Christian. The neglect of prayer is a major cause of stagnation in the Christian life. Consider the example of Peter in Luke 22, verse 39 to 62. It's quite a long passage. 
But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives to pray, as was his custom, and told his disciples, Pray that you may not enter into temptation. The disciples fell asleep instead. The next thing Peter did was to try to take the Roman army with a sword. Then he denied Jesus. Peter did not pray, and as a result, he fell into temptation. What is true of Peter is true of all of us today. We fall in private before we ever fall in public. Is there a right or wrong time of prayer? Isaiah 50 verse 4 talks about the morning as the time when God gives the desire to pray on a daily basis. But other passages give times of prayer during all hours of the day. No part of the day is set apart as more sanctified than another. Jesus prayed in the morning, during the day, sometimes all night long. There is evidence that he had the time set aside for prayer. However, considering the relationship Jesus had with the Father, we know that communion between them never stopped. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 17 commands us to pray without ceasing. This means that we are to be in a continual state of communion with our Father. Prayer then is central and crucial in the life of a Christian. As we study the life of Christ in the Gospels, we note a consistent pattern. First, in the midst of a busy schedule, when men were clamoring in their need for his attention, Christ retired to pray and to draw upon the resources of God the Father, for he knew that the Son can do nothing for himself. This we can read in Mark chapter 1, verse 32 to 37. Also, secondly, when it was time to choose the disciples, we don't find Christ viewing the qualifications of each of the disciples. Rather, we find him retiring to pray. This is clear in Mark 3.13 and Luke 6.12-13. Why? Because the Son can do nothing of himself. He needed the direction and provision of the Father. Thirdly, when Jesus stood at the tomb of Lazarus, he raised his eyes heavenward in dependence and thanksgiving for what the Father was about to do. In John chapter 11, verse 40 to 42, the actual prayer of Christ is not given. Only the fact of his dependence, thanksgiving, and confidence that his prayer had been heard. The words in verses 41 and 42 imply, however, that not only did he pray to the Father, but that he wanted all those standing around to know it as well, that they might learn the secret of dependence. This teaches us that when performing miracles, though not always had by men, Jesus the man was praying independence upon the Father from the standpoint of his humanity. And also fourthly, when he fed the 5,000, the words and looking up toward heaven demonstrate the Lord's prayerful dependence. That's Mark chapter 6 verse 41. Also, he blessed the food which shows he thanked God the Father for it and for what he the Father has, uh, was about to do through Jesus the man, a God-dependent, God-approved man. 
think of Jesus Christ, he was the Son of God, God incarnate, the perfect man and the absolute creator God, who also, as the God-man, adequately and continuously fulfilled every expectation of God for man. He was the constant delight and joy of uh, the Father's heart. He always pleased the Father. Now, thinking of him as such, ask yourself this question. How much did he personally, as man, contribute to his mighty works, deeds, and ministry? Actually, nothing. Christ himself gives us the answer. The Father abiding in me does his works. John 14, 10. And how did that come about? Through prayerful independence on the Father. When we work, we work. When we pray, the Father works. So out of this conscious and constant sense of need, there arose a continuing attitude of prayer, a continual expectation in the Lord Jesus that if anything was to be done, the Father must do it both by way of initiative and wisdom and power. Now, if this was the true Jesus Christ, how much more shouldn't this also be true for us? Indeed, prayer according to the pattern of the Lord Jesus is to be the vital goal of any true disciple of Christ. The disciples saw in Christ's life not only prayer but a prayer life which demonstrated a dependency upon and intimacy with the Father unlike anything else they had ever seen and they wanted to know uh, the secret of this. What was the request posed uh, by the named disciples? It was teach us to pray. Not just how to pray, the mechanics, but how in the sense of the motivation. The how aspect is included by Christ in his answer in Luke chapter 11 verse 2 to, uh, to 13 where Jesus and now teaches the disciples on how to pray. Prayer should demonstrate a total consciousness of our need, a sense of our complete inadequacy, along with a sense of God's complete adequacy and willingness. Prayer is not overcoming God's reluctance, but laying hold of God's ever-present willingness. Prayer is not for the emergency use only, when we get in a pinch and need someone to bail us out. Prayer is not an Aladdin's lamp. Prayer is a means of intimate communion, fellowship, and dependence upon God the Father, who has promised to work in and through us, through His Son, just as God worked through Him. Prayer is for everyday living, moment by moment. Prayer is a means of claiming God's promises and knowing and becoming abandoned to God's will. In John 14, 10 to 14, not the relationship to prayer mentioned in verse 13 and 14 and the works we as disciples are to do in verse 12. In John 14, 10 to 14, do you not believe that I am the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own initiative, but the Father abiding in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me. Otherwise, believe on account of the works themselves. 
Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go to the Father, and whatever you ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may go, may be glorified in the name. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. There is no activity in the life of a believer which does not require a prayerful attitude, a prayerful dependence on and expectation that God is at work and will work according to his purposes. Christianity is living by faith in the creator God who dwells in us and prayer is God's means for us to draw upon Christians' miraculous life. Christianity, as Paul expressed in Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I live, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and delivered himself up for me. Faith for a committed believer is expressed in intimate, prayerful living. I don't know about you, but uh, for me, I know that prayer is very vital in my life each and every day. And so without prayer, as a believer, I cannot move. I cannot be because that's how I commune with the God who provides, who protects, uh, who gives everything, including life that we have today. So in practical terms, um, we need to live every day in prayer. We need to live every day in prayer, no matter the circumstances, whether good or bad, whether we are having a good time or a bad time. The place of prayer in the Christian life is very key uh, in everyday living. And so I encourage each and every one of us to pursue prayer day in, day out because that is the only way we can commune with our maker, with our savior. So God bless you. I'd like to listen of your stories regarding prayer. How has God come uh, out for you during situations? And how has been your prayer life? And how do you do it? Please, uh, please reach us uh, through our email address, fruitfulfaithpodcast.gmail.com through any of our social media platforms and we know that we're going to be blessed together. Hey guys, if you found the podcast helpful, please let us know on email at fruitfulfaithpodcast at gmail.com. You can also visit our website at fruitfulfaithpodcast.mailchimpsites.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Afripods, and also Anchor.